Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and Vital Signs by Wall of Fame. These are four great organizations. You need to add them to your network. And now, don't hit that fast-forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes. Take a listen to our sponsors' shout-outs. Again, these are great companies. You should have them working for you at your school. Here we go. We want to thank Gipper for their support. Go to gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating custom-branded content for their school's social media channel. Use our podcast code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll show you how to set up and sell tickets online for all of your events, not just athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, dances, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com right now and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and their scoreboards in action. It's one of the best purchases I ever made for our school. We not only use our score table for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their products today. We also want to thank Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course, there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you will get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and check it out today. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got uh, a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles that are going to highlight your school's top performers in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that allows you to tell more compelling stories to better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their products. And when you're ready to buy, use this link, vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake for a nice discount. Check them out today. Vital Signs Wall of Fame. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your school, your teams, your coaches, and your athletes with the tools they need to compete at the highest level. It's going to be a professional-grade solution to the challenges we face as athletic directors every day. Go to huddle.com. We believe in sports, and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. ADs usually only hear back from that 2%, the squeaky wheel parent or the frustrated athlete. And we need to hear back from them so we can affect positive change. But we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love and support your program and that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student-athletes. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with your principal, your school board, or that squeaky wheel parent. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. 
We've got someone who was originally a guest on season one uh, a couple of years ago. At that point in her career, she was an aspiring AD, and now she is an athletic director and assistant AD. Our guest today is Megan Davidson. She's a registered athletic administrator, and she's the assistant AD at Ursuline Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio. So, Megan, congratulations on that AD uh, job, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> well, uh, you and I connected uh, on LinkedIn uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and uh, I saw that you were an aspiring a number of um, individuals on um, over the years that have wanted to become ADs. At that time, I don't want to tell your whole story, but I know you were coaching uh, collegiately at that time. But uh, for our uh, new listeners or our veteran listeners, um, we always like to let them have to get to know our guests. So give us that Megan Davidson bio, where you were born, where you grew up, and maybe take us up through your own college years, and then we'll take a break and, and hear more about your early career. Yeah, again, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so we spoke, I think about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, um, I was coaching college softball at Moorhead State. So I'll kind of touch on that and we'll go back to the beginning. Um, so I'm happy to be back on in the assistant athletic director role here at Ursuline Academy. Um, I'm coaching here. I am teaching PE. I'm the assistant athletic director. So days are long, days are hard, but I'm having a blast here at Ursuline and the girls are, it's an all girls school. Um, they are wonderful. They are, you know, just so happy to be a part of this, this school and to be a part of their athletic program. So I'm so excited to be here. Um, I wouldn't, wouldn't want it any other way. So back to the beginning, um, I grew up playing sports here in Cincinnati, was born and raised here. I mean, I played soccer, softball, basketball, volleyball, track. I was on the wrestling team for a year just because my dad was the coach. And he's like, hey, we have another girl who needs a partner. You're going to wrestle. And I'm like, I mean, OK, like sports have always been a part of my life. Um, and then growing up, you know, I specialized in softball through high school and was playing year round um, and traveling and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, unfortunately, going into college. Um, being a catcher, had bad knees, had a few concussions, sprained a thumb, my catching thumb. So I just didn't move into that student athlete role. But I had the amazing opportunity to be um, a student manager for the University of Akron softball team. And I'm still in touch with our head coach and work camps with her um, when I am available. Um, you know, I got to see the coaching perspective, even from 18 years old, um, you know, you kind of get to play and you're a player for more than more time. But I really got to see the back end of how to run camps and clinics and how to run practices and how to keep everything efficient and timely. Um, so I really think, you know, that helped me, you know, change my major into sports management. Um, and then I, you know, I blossomed and when I finally changed my major to sports management, because I was like, wow, I'm, I am good at this. I'm, good at managing time and, you know, equipment and these things. I've kind of learned these over the years and obviously sports have always been a part of my life and I, I couldn't leave it. I was always going to coach and be a part of sports somehow. So I couldn't leave it altogether. So coming out of college, um, I did start um, in Cincinnati public schools. Um, I was an assistant in, in, and an assistant athletic director role, try to say that sometimes fast. Um, I was at Western Hills High School here in Cincinnati for about seven, eight months right before COVID hit. So I was at Western Hills um, the school year of 19, 2020, um, and then COVID hit and they couldn't fund that role anymore. So I was like, okay, you know, what, what do I do? And Moorhead, um, University was looking for an assistant softball coach and they're about two hours away from me. I thought, why not apply? Why not give it a go and see if I can make this a career? Um, and I did. I moved to Moorhead um, very quickly. Um, I loved coaching. Um, 
you know, coaching at the collegiate level is very different from being a high school coach or being a travel ball coach. Um, you know, it's day in and day out. It's all softball. And I love that. Um, it just wasn't where I wanted to be um, location wise. I wanted to be here in Cincinnati. I wanted to be around family. I wanted to be around, you know, the people that I love. So I moved back to Cincinnati after a year. Um, I spent a year trying to figure out how to get in back into athletic administration. It took a while. I interviewed at a lot of schools to be an assistant AD or an AD. Um, in that time, I was um, I was a substitute teacher and coaching and just trying to figure out where I would fit in. And I got a lot of no's, but the best yes is Ursuline. Like, I can't imagine being at any other school that I applied at or interviewed at. Like, they always say, you know, the, the right thing happens and it comes to you and I never believe that because it's like, you know, opportunities come and go, but really like all of those other no's were so I could get the job here and become a part of the school here. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. You and I were talking uh, before we started recording about, you know, the Ursuline, uh, you know, um, nationwide footprint. Uh, that's so cool that, um, you know, you were able to, you know, find something that, is, that was close to home. Uh, even with the college experience. Um, and as you were describing all the things that you did, you know, uh, as uh, working at the college, I can't uh, help but imagine a lot of those uh, got put into your own toolbox uh, to get used later on. Uh, can you think of something that, you know, you learned or did or saw uh, while you were at Morehouse that you've already put to use uh, in your role at Ursuline? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, coaching, it being that your full time job, you're doing a lot. Um, but the biggest thing that I learned and did at Moorhead was our travel itineraries, um, being the hotels, the buses, the food, um, you know, what were we going to do? Where are we going to stay? What route are we going to take? Because now, although we don't have busing, um, but we have large trips like our volleyball team has gone um, to Indianapolis to stay for the weekend. Our swim team has gone to state, which is in Canton, Ohio, and to Louisville and um, Kentucky. So like we have teams that are going in, you know, further distances and I'm the one, you know, looking for buses and how do we get the best deal and what hotels are going to be the best location and, you know, a clean, nice day for them. And here's a suggestion, you know, a list of suggestions for food. Um, that, I mean, that's definitely what has transferred like so much from the college level to being an athletic director and just kind of the day-to-day -day, like maintenance of like paperwork, um, social media posting, and just like keeping everything organized. Um, you know, I did it before, but being at the college level, it was like, you, you just had to be on top of your game, um, to be organized and to get, you know, getting things done. And we're still in a global pandemic doing it at Moorhead. So it's a lot easier now going through that, you know, navigating that as a college coach during a global pandemic. Oh, absolutely. But again, just starting out, that had to be, I mean, that was, you know, boots on the ground in the trenches, you know, training uh, that you're able to put to use, good use now at, uh, at Ursuline. Very cool. For our listeners, our guest is a repeat guest, Megan Davidson. She was with us on season one. She's back now as the assistant athletic director at the Ursuline Academy, and that's in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're going to take our first break, but we're going to be back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Gipper for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating custom content for their school's social media channel. Use our podcast code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com create custom content for your school's social media channel. 
We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, not just for your athletic events, but for all your events. Things like school plays, concerts, dances, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager providing you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started today. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational Lady Podcast. Our guest is Megan Davidson. She's a registered athletic administrator, and she's the assistant AD at the Ursuline Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio. Megan, uh, you kind of took us through that process of, uh, you know, you went to Moorhead, you were coaching, and then you um, came back uh, to, you know, your uh, uh, Cincinnati area, worked as a substitute as you were looking for that uh, uh, first AD job. Um, take us through those days, maybe, you know, uh, substitute teaching. And then, you know, I'm really curious as to how it all played out for you getting hired at Ursuline. Yeah. So leaving Moorhead was, I, I, I loved coaching and although it was still pretty close to home, it just didn't feel like home. And I wanted to be back here, um, close to family. Um, so I just, decided to move back home. I moved back in with my parents, which wasn't fun. I mean, it was fine, but it's never fun to move back in with your parents. Um, so I really like had a, a mini life crisis. I was like, what am I going to do? I can, I was still applying for coaching jobs um, more locally. I was trying to figure out how do I get back into high school athletics, um, you know, applying for jobs and getting no's and like, what, what was I going to do? Um, so I called the assistant principal, um, at my alma mater and I said, Hey, it's 2021. I know you're looking for subs. Everyone is. What do you need us like a full-time substitute teacher? And she was like, absolutely. We'll get you like in, in the door as soon as possible. And so I spent last school year, um, the 22, uh, 21, 22 school year, um, as a substitute teacher. And I always got, it was a seven through 12, uh, school high school. And I always got put in the junior high classes and I always like, they're, they're very rambunctious, especially when there's a sub. And I'm like, man, why do I always keep getting these rambunctious classes? And then I was, I finally had a conversation with the assistant principal and she was like, you know, you're the only one of the only ones who can actually corral them to get them to do their work and you have great classroom management. So that's why we keep putting you in there. And I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. But moving forward, you know, being in that school, I knew not much was going to change by the end of the school year. Um, our head, the head softball coach was in the building as a math teacher. Um, the athletic director, I was friends with her. We actually went to high school together. We went to UC and got our master's together. So we're good friends. And she was like, hey, you know, our softball coach is really looking for another assistant coach. Are you interested in coaching? And I was like, you know, I really hadn't thought about it. Like I'm, you know, trying to find a job, a career, um, but I'll have a conversation with her. And, you know, I knew a couple of the girls that were on the team and why not? Because I love the game of softball. Um, why not coach while I'm a substitute teacher and still trying to figure things out? Um, so I coached last spring, um, and while doing all of that, I was still applying for jobs. And last spring I had interviews at four or five schools. Um, a lot of them for assistant positions, you know, again, just trying to get my foot in the door. Um, one or two of them were for the head AD position. And I interviewed here at Ursuline. You know, I hadn't heard back for about a week. I thought the interview was good, but there was one coach who was in on the interview process. He's um, our um, IT guy, um, and he's our head soccer coach, and he's kind of kind of ruthless on questions and, you know, trying to get the best out of me, which I appreciate. But I was like, man, like, I don't think I got it. I really like the school. I really like the environment. And then I finally got a call back from um, – my boss, Colleen, um, who was our athletic director, 
and she's like, are you willing to not coach and maybe, you know, tone down some of your activities so you can be an athletic director? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, that's what I want to do because being an athletic director, you're coaching in other aspects. It's not on the field daily, but I'm coaching, you know, how to get through classes, how to, you know, push through different things um, on the field or on the court um, and coaching coaches. Um, so I was like, absolutely. Like, I love the school, you know, I, they have a different like modular um, scheduling system than I've ever seen. And I was like, that really fits into what my idea of like building strong women looks like is how do we move from not just athletes, we're students, but how do we get better and be community focused as well um, and become strong leaders. So they were all very much aligned with my goals um, and that was the easiest yes I've ever had. Um, I loved it. Um, and they came back and said, well, it's only three quarters of an assistant athletic director. And I was like, well, okay. Like, I'm not going to say no. I love every aspect of it. It's just maybe less time and maybe less money. But um, so I said, yes, signed on my paperwork last May. And by June, the principal called me and said, hi, we're really looking for a part-time PE teacher. Would you be interested? And I was like, well, that would make me full-time, get a little bit more money. Yeah, absolutely. I've never taught PE, but I can coach. So I, the same thing essentially um, with different sports. Um, and I was like, absolutely. I would love to, you know, that would help me get acclimated with the school, um, help me get acclimated with the freshmen. Um, you know, that's, I think 60 kids I had in the fall, that's 60 names that I knew immediately without having to, you know, try and figure all the other athletes names out. So that was helpful and easy. And it just coaching or teaching just helped me get acclimated to the school, to other teachers, how, you know, grades are done and the learning management system, just all of the things that not that. I would use every day as an athletic director, but, you know, I, I do use them frequently. So it, it's been fantastic. And then the, um, our secretary in the main office is our head softball coach. And when she saw my name come across and that I was a softball coach at Moorhead, she said, we got to hire her. And then now I'm coaching with her as well. So it all comes full circle and, you know, Again, they are busy days. So we all know that. Um, but between, you know, this morning I had to teach, AD in the middle of the day, go coach. Um, and then, I mean, on Friday I have class, AD, coach, and then go cover a lacrosse game. So it's never ending, but it's so much fun. The, the kids make it all worth it. So I can't ask for a better school. Yeah. And again, what you described that, you know, that hiring and, oh, by the way, we need this. And would you do that? Uh, that is not an unusual pattern. And I think you handled it perfectly. You know, when you're starting out, you're getting that foot in the door. You know, you say yes to just about anything. Uh, you know, once you've been there for a couple of years, then you have to figure out, OK, when should I say no? Uh, yeah. As they try to add those other things. But very, very cool stuff. Um you know, now we're in spring sports and, you know, you mentioned lacrosse. Um, since it's an all-girl school, um, what's the environment like uh, during the fall? You know, what do you have? Because obviously you don't have Friday night football. You know, what's the big event of the week for your school in the fall? Yeah, so in the fall, we have six sports. Um, we're one of, I think, 33 or 34 schools that have uh, field hockey. Um, we have volleyball, soccer, um, tra or sorry, cross country, golf, and tennis. So our fall is, is big. It's six sports going on. And, you know, there's two of us trying to cover everything. Um, and there's days that both of us are working. We're at two different locations. Um, our outdoor sports um, field hockey, soccer, and lacrosse 
and softball play um, just about 10 minutes down the road at a nearby park. Um, but we have a field there and an athletic director is on site for every game. So our big sport is volleyball. Um, you know, volleyball and soccer are playing or volleyball and field hockey. One of us is at volleyball. One of us is at the outdoor facility. Um, so although we don't have Friday night football, um, we do have volleyball and we actually were um, state champions in division one volleyball this year. So um, they brought a crowd every week, every game. Um, you know, it might've been a Tuesday and we had a pretty much a packed house. Um, so although it wasn't Friday, it was Tuesday or it was Thursday or it was a Saturday morning. Um, the volleyball was really, you know, what we were looking forward to. And, um, although we look forward to all sports, but it was, you know, how are we going to manage that day or, you know, making sure we have extra people in the concession stands, or if it was a big league match, having an extra person at the ticket table, cause we're still old school and do the cash ticket, cash tickets. So, you know, those are the days when, we're looking for extra support or maybe Colleen and I were both working together because, you know, it was a, a spirit game, which all the kids are invited to and they get spirit points for their um, classes. Um, and then maybe it was um, like a little lions event where elementary school kids would show up and then they get a free slice of pizza or so, you know, it's not just our parents and fans and friends and family but you know trying to bring in that other community aspect and you know showing them why Ursuline is the school to pick here in Cincinnati over some of the other ones um so although you know Fridays were actually nice because we for the most part didn't have games because field hockey wasn't playing because their football team was playing or so Fridays were a chill day but Monday through Saturday, other than Friday, was bonkers. Just going to every event that we could and, you know, watching our cross-country team run on Saturday mornings. And mm -hmm. I remember going um, across town, actually near where my parents live, and sitting at a tennis match. And then our volleyball team was playing at the same school a few minutes around the corner. So you just you make it work and see them when you can and cheer them on while you're there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a great uh, description of how you, you know, support and build each program uh, and, and let that fan base, uh, you know, build. Uh, we'll have to get you hooked up with uh, one of my connections with hometown ticketing. So you can get that online ticketing going, but that's a, that's another story for our listeners. Uh, our guest is Megan Davidson. She's a registered athletic administrator and she's the assistant AD also teaches and coaches. Uh, at the Ursuline Academy, and that's in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their indoor score tables and their scoreboards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was our indoor score table from Sideline Interactive. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com today, schedule that live web demo. We also want to say thank you to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com, that's snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of uh, platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Connect, Snap Manage, and of course there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We use it at our school with great success, and so can you. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and check out all the ways that Snap Mobile can help you. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Megan Davidson, the Assistant Athletic Director at the Ursuline Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
Megan, um, you know, you and I spoke, uh, like we said, you know, about two years ago, uh, but we always like to let our listeners um, hear about the mentors that our guests have had. So uh, it's like it's been two years since we spoke. Maybe you've added a couple mentors to that list. But who are some of the people that have helped you along the way uh, in your career so far? Yeah, um, you know, my high school coaches um, were definitely early on um, encouraging me to be a leader. Um, I remember as a freshman being a part of the varsity program. Um, and although it wasn't that I was a true leader, I wasn't a captain or anything, but they saw my leadership potential, um, you know, making sure every all the equipment was picked up and the the field was raked and dragged before everyone was able to leave. And I, as a freshman, kind of kept people on on track with that. Um, and I you know, still talk to my coaches to this day and they always bring that up because they could see it. Um, see the leadership potential in me. I know my mom would always say, you know, you're a leader, you need to do this, you need to... but coming from mom and dad, like it's not the same as someone who doesn't know you and doesn't live with you. Um, so my coaches were always, you know, super supportive and, you know, trying to do those extra activities um in the, you know, in school, but also being a part of the program, um, being a team captain for two years. Um, you know, that was always, I feel like that was the first time that I was like, okay, there is some leadership potential here. There is some, you know, opportunities to, you know, make differences and be a change maker. Um, so moving into college, um, being a student manager of the softball team, I worked with some fantastic coaches through my time there. Um, Coach Jones and Coach Pratt. Um, I was babysitting for coach Jones for three years. I believe it was three years. Um, her, she had a young son, um, a wife at home, but between traveling, you know, on Thursdays or Fridays for away, um, weekends, you know, they needed some extra help with their son in preschool and kindergarten and getting him off the bus. Um, so she would always, you know, ask me for that. Um, and so, you know, our relationship went further than just softball and further than sport. Um, although she was, you know, my mentor on the field, showing me how to be a coach and, you know, again, using the tools that we were given to, you know, make things happen. Um, she was just supportive in what I was doing in college. Um, and I still am good friends with her. I still get a a Christmas card and we chat often and I still help with her camps, even though she's not coaching collegiately anymore. Um, she still has some camps that she runs through her, um, organization. Um, and I'm traveling all over the state this summer to help out with those. Um, so coach Jones and coach Pratt, both of them, um, were fantastic role models for me. And coach Pratt is still coaching collegiately and, you know, I still reach out to both of them sometimes when I have questions or just to, you know, catch up with them. Um, going through my master's program at UC, um, I really connected with um, Dr. Keller. Um, there's Dr. Kelly and Dr. Keller. So it's a little bit of a tongue twister. But Dr. Keller is a female athletic administrator. She's now at Boston College. Um we connected just being female athletes, you know, sometimes the circle of women in athletics is tiny. Um, so we connected just, um, you know, being on the same side of town in Cincinnati, we ended up get grabbing coffee um, and, you know, chatting for hour, probably about two hours. Um, and that was my like first real connection in my program, it felt like. Um, you know, it was an all virtual program, so it was hard to like make connections. You know, you feel like you're emailing or you're, you know, doing discussion posts, but it's not like a true connection. Um, so I met Dr. Keller first and then I eventually met Dr. Kelly. Um, but I still try to connect with Dr. Keller when I can and seeing all her stuff on LinkedIn, um, that she's traveling, you know, down south and trying to get people recruited to um, the program that she's now running at Boston College. 
which I think is fantastic. Um, so she's definitely one of my mentors if, you know, in the teaching game or moving into higher education. Um, she was fantastic and supported me when I was um, coaching at Moorhead State University. So she was one of, she was my favorite teach professor um, at the time. And I would say currently, um, my boss, Colleen, is fantastic. Um, again, allowing me to be a teacher and be a coach and still allowing me the space to be the athletic director, uh, assistant athletic director, and never really saying no, but like I sometimes have dreams or ideas um, on, you know, how we can get better at certain things. And when I came in, she was like, you know, social media, you're young. And I was like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, sure. She was like, you're doing it. And I was like, okay, can we purchase, um, I guess, the competitor of Gipper? It's another um, social media, um, you know. You can say their name. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Box Out Sports. <laughs> yeah. um, I know so, their people very well. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go against the that. <laughs> but I, you know, to make those social media posts stand out and to make them quickly because we're all strapped for time. Um, she was like, well, let's think about it. Let's look at other options. And then I showed her a little demo and she's like, no, let's do it because that'll that's worth it to be able to highlight our student athletes. Um, so she doesn't say no or she'll just maybe question it before she realize, you know, before we make the decision as a team, like, no, this is how we want to move forward and support our student athletes. And it's sometimes it's just, how can we make our weight room better? Or how can we help a team and support a team and help them get better? Um, so we just have those conversations and we're super open and honest with each other. Um, and, Again, I feel so supported here, Ursuline. Our principal checks in regularly. Our assistant principals are at games and different events. And, you know, I, I couldn't ask for a better boss um, and also better friend and mentor, you know, moving forward. You know, I always love to hear the stories and the mentors, and it's so cool when someone uh, shares people, you know, from their past, from their journey, but also that they still have mentors uh, that they're involved right now today in their lives. And you mentioned uh, Dr. Kelly and Dr. Keller, you know, both are uh, frequent uh, contributors to the podcast. So, you know, we definitely know that University of Cincinnati and, you know, now with Dr. Keller at Boston College, Boston College Connection. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um Megan, we'll do this at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, uh, maybe find out a little bit more about your program, maybe even connect and add you to their network, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can find me. Um, email is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, it's mdavidson at ursulineacademy.org. Um, you can find the Ursuline Academy um, webpage and my email's all over it. Um, you know, connecting and finding us on that web, on the website. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Megan Davidson. Um, I'm always happy to connect with people. Um, I love just, you know, following the journeys of other people. Um, I know we mentioned Ursuline in St. Louis earlier, I think before the podcast and Jen Brooks is over there and we connected on LinkedIn and she was like, Hey, so happy you're at another Ursuline Academy we should try to eventually get together and have a little Ursuline Academy duel. Um, we'll see if we can make that happen in the future. It's a little bit of a logistical feat as they're about five hours away, six hours away. So, you know, that's more of a trip than down the street. So hopefully we can make that work. I think that would be a fun, you know, fun little thing to do. Um, so I love connecting with people on LinkedIn and, through email and whatever. You know, this is how old I am. When I was in high school, um, we were in um, Oregon and our coach was from Wisconsin and had coaching connections back there. We would do, they called it a mailbox meet. 
we'd have a track meet and we'd record the results and then we'd mail literally mail the times and the distances to the other coaches and then score the meet that way um so we can do that a little bit differently now <laughs> but uh, you could do that with jen you could have a virtual meet uh at both places and then instantly you know connect uh those scores so anyway oh. uh, a little time capsule there for our listeners uh, megan davidson is our guest today we're gonna take another break but we're coming back this is the educational ad podcast we want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support of the podcast. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that allows you to tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, check out their great products. And when you're ready to order, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get a nice discount. If you're looking for a great way to display your school's record boards for all your teams, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, connect with vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them bring your school's legacy to life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Megan, we've mentioned a couple times that you are a registered athletic administrator. So obviously, you know, you've started your journey with our national organization. But talk a little bit about how you got connected in Ohio with your state association and tell us about your NIAAA journey. Yeah, so it started when I was getting my master's at UC. Um, Doc Kelly was super inform like informative to us about the NIAAA, the OIAAA, and how to get involved in those organizations and getting our RAA certification or CAA certification after you know some time. Um, so although I didn't start it when I was getting my master's degree. Um, because I was coaching college softball, I was a part of the, I'm drawing a blank at the name now, but uh, the acronym um, for the Softball Coaches Association, um, the NFCI, there we go. Um, so I knew about all of these organizations and just while I was coaching and getting my master's full time, you know, it just wasn't something on my radar to even look into. Um, but once I moved back home, um, and was looking at um, how to get involved and how to get back into being an athletic director. Um, there was still some virtual classes that I took online. Um, and this past summer is when I took my last one to get RAA certified. Um, but, you know, I had already signed my paperwork to start as an assistant athletic director not that I needed it for interviews and different things like that but I just I've always been a fan of learning um and just you know what are the best practices that other people are using um in different parts of the state and just getting connected with other um athletic directors across the state and hearing their stories and what they're doing um so I took two classes this past summer um and they were in person in Columbus, Ohio, and it was fantastic. I got to connect with some people in Cleveland, Ohio, um, and other parts of the state that are in similar um, schools as mine, as in, you know, private institutions, um, and hearing their stories of what they're doing, um, and kind of gave me ideas moving forward in my position. So when I started on July 1st, I was, you know, boots on the ground running like here I have this idea of this idea because I heard it from other people um, and even some of the things that public schools were doing was like oh why didn't I think of that um, so it was great to just feel connected and just to hear stories and you know experiences that other people who have been doing this significantly longer than I have you know I'm you know restarting in my assistant athletic director role but 
I'm 28 and they're, you know, 40 plus or 50 plus and have been doing this for so long. They've seen so many changes in social media and, you know, the student athlete experience and mental health and all these other topics that were totally acceptable to talk about. Um, I think being a part of the OIAAA or the NIAAA, um, although I've yet to get to a conference. So that's my goal for this fall is to get to a conference. Um, you know, it's it's awesome to just be able to connect with people um, and, you know, just kind of spitball ideas and try to, you know, find the new and innovative idea um, of how to get better. Well, um, you just mentioned that uh, y'all are back in school after your spring break. Uh, you know, maybe you can convince your boss to uh, uh, have both you uh, and your uh, athletic director uh, come down to Florida for our state conference, which is that first weekend in May. Uh, and maybe it won't be the Ohio conference, but uh, it'd be your, uh, the Florida conference. And then definitely you're going to have to come to Florida uh, <laughs> December for uh, the national conference. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely show you a good time down here. It's in Orlando, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's about 30 minutes from my house. Hmm. Anywhere warm in December is fantastic. (laughs) You talk to your athletic director right now. You guys need to start making those arrangements and we will see you down here for the national conference. Yes. (laughs) For our listeners, uh, the guest today is Megan Davidson, registered athletic administrator and the assistant AD at the Ursuline Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're going to take another break, but we're coming back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they loved the analytics. But Huddle was able to provide our school, our teams, our coaches with a complete solution for the challenges that we were facing with videoing our practices and games. Go to Huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Megan, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that y'all do at Ursuline that you're particularly proud of? Uh, could be something with, you know, your teams, your student athletes, your your facilities. Um, do you have any best practices that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, so I love that our coaches are not only involved in the lives of their own student athletes, but get involved um, with other student athletes. Um, You know, they're supporting other teams. Although we have some coaches in the building, um, you know, our volleyball and basketball coach are huge on sharing social media posts, trying to support other sports, you know, outside of their own season um, when they're available. Um, I think that really builds the community um, of Ursuline. And although we have a great school community, I think having those coaches who are diving deep into the, to the lives individually of student athletes, but are also supporting the athletic program itself um, and just trying to, com- to build that community um, of coaches and having the same ideas across the board um, that really helps us as a, athletic administrators like get the message across and we're all on the same page. There's not one coach trying to one-up each other. Um, they're all on the same page. And I think something we do well is having coaches meetings um, and just trying to share out as much information as possible. Toward, uh, at the end of May, we'll have a coaches meeting where we'll do an um AED and first aid and um, CPR training. So they don't have to worry about that. Our athletic trainer comes in and spends, you know, the time to teach them and recertify them. And we go through, you know, 
what the off season may look like, what they may need going into next school year. So we can look at financials on trying to get those things um, for each program and just being on the same page and getting the message across to everyone. Um, and then we'll do another uh, coaches dinner in the summer where this year we're going to do it a little different. We're going to go foaling, which is football bowling. It's like a cornhole where you throw a football at bowling pins and we're going to have pizza and we're just going to make it more of a fun, interactive, lighthearted event as you know, we've been doing a sit down dinner, plated sit down dinner, and it's a little more stuffy and people, I noticed last year when I went, people aren't mingling with other uh, coaches as much as I would have hoped or thought that it may be. Um, so I'm excited for this new experience and see how that goes to, you know, again, try to mingle with our coaches. And whenever we have open houses or, um, you know, we had a freshman incoming freshman night where all the coaches were at, they're always talking to each other. And our new coaches are so excited to meet other coaches. Um, but I just, I love that we do that and they get to be around each other. Um, and then I'm going to brag on our students because they are the most respectful young women, um, in the classroom, on the field, at practices, um, our track team, no, sorry, performing arts, although not athletics just got awarded. Um, they were at a some I don't know all the logistics of the performing arts but they were at this big competition in St. Louis and they got the top notch on being respectful um to not only the hotel staff and the staff that were putting on the event but to bus drivers and to people just around them and I'm I'm so excited that that is what we're known for is being respectful and being competitive in a respectful way, because there's a difference between just being overly competitive and being rude about it. Um, and our, our girls are fantastic. Um, they're always looking to come into my office. I think I got, got on the call a little bit late cause I had girls in my office and they just wanted to chat and hang out. And I'm like, I'm trying to get things done before I get on this podcast. So, you know, they're, they're just great to be around. It's always nice it's easy for me to do my job because they're so appreciative. Um, tomorrow morning, we're giving um, our spring athletes a little donut um, and juice, um, you know, kind of just displaying them for them, for them to grab on their way to homeroom. But it's because we appreciate them um, for who they are. And they're so appreciative of our athletic department. So we try to, you know, reward our teams um, when we can and, you know, a, a donut and some orange juice is one of the ways we can do that. Boy, uh, a lot of really great ideas. And it, it's so cool that, uh, you know, you, they're right there at the top of your head, uh, you know, to, to share. And uh, having those athletes in your office, that's not a bad thing. You know, that's a good thing. You know, that, that shows you've got that connection going. Megan, this has been so cool, uh, you know, seeing you again after I think almost about two years. And uh, it, it sounds like you're just really, really happy there at Ursuline. But we're not done yet. Uh, as you know, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, I've gone back into our archives and uh, I know the three tools that you suggested uh, before you became an athletic director. So we're going to see how close you are to uh, to those. We're going to take our final break here from Athletic Surveys. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Megan Davidson is going to put into her 2023 version of the new Athletic Director's Toolbox. So please stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors usually only hear from that 2%, the frustrated parent or uh, student athlete, and we need to hear from them so we can affect change in our department. But we also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support our program, and that's where athletic surveys comes in. 
they can create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them show you what they can do today. That's athleticsurveys.com. Well, it's that time of the podcast. Uh, we've been visiting with Megan Davidson, the assistant athletic director at the Ursuline Academy in Cincinnati. Um, Megan, um, you have been involved in athletics for quite a while, but right now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Megan Davidson's athletic director toolbox? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, like I'm, I started off as an assistant athletic director and my job isn't a full-time position. So being flexible and picking up a teaching position to make me that full-time and being flexible in, you know, still wanting to coach and having that, you know, responsibilities in multiple facets um, and just being able to kind of manage all of that. Um, comes back to organization, which I'll touch on um, as my third um, uh, tool in the toolbox. But being able to just kind of when needed and where needed, being able to step in and fill in. Um, even this school year, I subbed in a few classrooms just because there's a need and I'm going to I'm going to be the one to step up and say, hey, I can do what you need um, and still being able to get my own job done. Um, that kind of comes in with the second one is being willing to help in other areas of the school um, and not necessarily as in coaching or teaching or being a substitute, but being able to help out with activities that are happening in the school. Anything that's happening in the gym, I'm the first one, you know, making sure the microphone is working, making sure the stereo system is at a decent level when all the kids are in the gym. Um, you know, we had an, a senior overnight. Um, I was voluntold that I had to work, um, but I wouldn't have said no anyway. So um, it was a fun night for our seniors that got to spend, you know, one good night together. Um, playing knockout, playing tug of war, playing dodgeball. Um, so I was able to help out and just keep those activities going and making sure all those kids had a good time. And then things like canned food drive. Um, when the pandemic happened, I helped a lot of families get food um, and packing boxes and moving boxes. Um, and so I was able to put some of my past experiences together here um, at Ursuline to you know, help move another event smoothly um, and keeping all of our kids engaged and moving forward with that um, activity and packing boxes and stacking them and making sure they're all filled um, correctly. Um, so that helps networking, like not only on social media, like we talked about earlier, I love connecting with people on LinkedIn, but I love to network with people in the school building um, and just get connected with them and see what they're doing in the classroom or what they're doing outside of um, the classroom with their, you know, special activities. And last but not least, I will say this every time I'm on the podcast, if there's ever a third organization is huge for me. I am quick to find pictures when I'm doing social media posts. I have every sport, you know, broken down sometimes even by act like by game. If there's a, extra pictures per game. Um, I label them per the kid's name in case they're student athlete of the week. I can find their picture quickly and post them in an action shot or just other files needed. I'm, I'm huge on technology and I really hate paper these days. Um, so keeping everything electronic because I can access it from my phone. I can access, access it from my computer. Having that cloud technology um, and having everything super organized, I'm able to just, somebody asked for something and I can look it up quickly to find the answer. So organization is huge for me, um, even in the sense of organizing uniforms. Each, each team has a bin labeled for their, um, for their sport. Uniforms are, shorts are labeled small, medium, large, extra large. Uniform tops are one through 25, like, 
there's no way I'm putting them back just willy nilly in case I need to find one immediately. It's it's organized. It's there. I know exactly where everything is. And I can tell my boss, our athletic director, hey, this is how to find it if you need it or this is where it is. So organization is huge for me just to be able to get things done efficiently and effectively. You, you probably saw me smiling as you're going through those tools because uh, they're just so, so very important. Um, I, I love the uh, the organizational detail you talk about. I was very much the same way. Uh, I take that box of uniforms out each year and, you know, I wanted to see that, you know, the order of numbers, the order of sizes, you know, very cool stuff. Megan, thanks so much for coming back and doing this update with us. You know, again, congratulations on uh, uh, the position at Ursuline. One more time, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, uh, find out more about your path or how you do things at Ursuline, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah, email is going to be the best way. Um, I'm super quick to get back on that. Um, so my email is mdavidson, just David's son, at Ursuline. And I'll spell that out because that can be tricky for people. It's U-R-S-U-L-I-N-E academy.org. And for uh, uh, those on LinkedIn, you know, Megan's also uh, on LinkedIn as well. Megan, thanks again for uh, being on the podcast. All the best with the rest of the spring season and uh, moving forward. And remember, we're going to see you and your athletic director in December uh, down here in Orlando for the National Conference. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. Okay. Listeners, we appreciate you uh, tuning in today. And uh, we upload the Zoom videos of every interview to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks again. Uh, come back next time for another great interview on the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll see you next time.